eh, ya mía propia, uh -huh. me gustaría ver a, a Caballero Luna con otros personajes de, de los Vengadores. Con dos. Two Avengers. Dos Vengadores te gustaría tener? Good question, Danny. That's a very good question. Para mí, más que los Vengadores, es Midnight Sun. That's right. Oscar Isaac knows this more. He said it. Punisher. Ghost Rider. Daredevil in Blade. Daredevil the Midnight yeah, Suns? Yeah, I think okay. we're all a bit more interested okay. in the Midnight Suns for him than the Avengers. The this guy knows. He knows. He and knows. Uh, thank you so much to Danny Loggy from Strip Marvel for asking that question. Seriously, I love uh, good questions. Excellent thank question. You, Welcome back to New Rockstars. We are one week away from Moon Knight's premiere on Disney Plus, and now Oscar Isaac is echoing, actually speaking fluent Spanish, giving us even more respect for this guy. Man, I, I mean, I am... Uh, I'm feeling feelings for Oscar Isaac every time he does an interview. He's just um, Eric. I get I why this guy's star. I mean, before that interview and after he spoke Spanish, I have negative one girlfriends. I was surprisingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have a parasocial relationship with Oscar Isaac, someone who will never know who I am. But um, he's like, you know. For whatever movie you put this guy in, if if it's a role that fans kind of turn on, like in the, the Star Wars sequel trilogy or in X-Men Apocalypse, Oscar Isaac still walks away from those untouched. He is Seriously. amazing. And He's several million actor. dollars richer. <laughs> hey, he earns it. He earns every cent of that. It's He's so amazing. true. He's such a good uh, actor. It's not even fair. <laughs> well, Oscar Isaac is echoing the desire for a Moon Knight team-up with the Midnight Suns, mm. which in his view would include Punisher, Ghost Rider, Daredevil, Blade, most of whom are now on his same side of the MCU, or at least soon will be. So, let's, let's go, go Suns! Suns! This is Inside Marvel, New Rockstar's weekly Marvel reaction show, and now we are in the season of Moon Knight. Moon this Knight week we're season. doing a preview of Moon Knight on Disney Plus coming next week. MT and I are going to be here every Wednesday reacting to each episode as it comes out. And this episode we're going to discuss everything we know ahead of this insane looking series. Don't worry, no spoilers in this episode. I'm Eric Voss, here with MT. MT, how excited are you for Moon Knight? Bro, I've been waiting for this show forever. Like, I, I think I tweeted back in 2018 that I wanted Oscar Isaac as Moon Knight, and it's finally happening, and I'm my heart is joyous in, on the inside. So let's get it. Let's get it. Let's go, Knight. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and this show just looks so different from everything we've seen in the MCU so far. Uh, just a true character exploration. I think what WandaVision at first seemed like it was going to be before we had the, the sword camp set up a right. perimeter around Westview and then it started to tie in with everything with uh, what Sword was doing with trying to resurrect uh, Vision and the scrolls are coming in and we got a Doctor Strange cabin. It'd be like if if Westview never really broke out of that sitcom formula, what would it look like as an exploration of a character going through this? Um, well, while the Moon Knight producers have cautioned fans in this case, doing a bit better expectation management than what happened with WandaVision, <laughs> that this series will have a limited connection to the broader MCU, Oscar Isaac is now shooting the moon by indicating that he would like to see Moon Knight in the future team up with the Midnight Suns instead of with the Avengers, which I think is totally the right direction for this character. Yeah. But you may be asking, who are the Midnight Suns and how could they come together in the MCU? That's what we're going to explore this episode as we give you a sort of preview for what's ahead on Moon Knight. Um, now, before we get to that, there are some awesome new Moon Knight hoodies designs yes, over at our merch partners at the Hero fresh. Shop. Check this out. This 
This one looks like crescent moon on the front, party Ooh, in the back. Party it's in the, the back, chaos, chaos in the back. This I is the, the black version of it. There's the white version that you can also get, um, which, you know, it's just slightly less cool. So that's why I went with this, <laughs> as tends to be the case, as you've learned if you've watched Inside Marvel over the past uh, year or so. But, uh, but you can also keep an eye out this week for our latest Obsession Moon Knight shirt release. The latest Obsession releases for WandaVision and Loki Hawkeye, those all sold out, folks. Some of my favorite New Rockstars merch on that site. So you gotta jump on this one quick. When you do, you're gonna get the option to write in a custom shout out that will appear at the bottom of these episodes. MT and I are gonna read them aloud. This is gonna be your big chance. We're gonna put you on blast. We're gonna showcase you with whatever your hot take is. Like I learned so how to read this. last week just for this feature, okay? So you better just do it. Just for this, just for this. I learned how to read Orabesh. Egyptian hieroglyphics, <laughs> working on that one. Uh, Mandoa language, uh, the Bro, scroll you're language, ready to join the, ten uh, the Zandarian language, but not English, not English, Arabic numerals, none of that. All that was confusing to me. Not now, <laughs> not now. We learned it just to read your crazy comments that you write and when you get your latest obsession shirt. Um, well, uh, MT, what's our first question here? Well, Eric, the big question here is, what is Moon Knight about and when will he team up with Marvel's Midnight Suns? Team, the most badass of badasses. Yeah, yeah, that is the good question there. So Moon Knight stars Oscar Isaac as Stephen Grant, a.k.a. Mark Spector. He's a man suffering with dissociative identity disorder. One of those identities is the fidgety British Museum gift shop employee Stephen Grant. Not saying the British Museum. He is a British guy who works in a museum <laughs> gift shop. But there's also the more confident American mercenary named Mark Spector uh, buried in his subconscious. Now, promo footage tells us that we're actually going to begin the story with the second identity of Stephen Grant. Uh, and that Stephen has no memory or knowledge of his life as a Mark Spector, of whatever those past adventures were. Uh, but both of these guys, their body is possessed by the spirit of the Egyptian moon deity Khonshu, who is voiced by the great F. Murray Abraham on the show. You may know him from uh, from Homeland, from a number of great titles. Great He's deep awesome. voice. <laughs> Yes. Oh, it's got a great voice. Uh, now, in the comics, Moon Knight really started as, really, let's be honest, a Batman-style vigilante yeah. with uh, the split personalities of Mark Spector, um, who was the the mercenary uh, boxer, you know, son of a rabbi. Uh, but also there was Stephen Grant, who in the comics is a wealthy billionaire, kind of a Bruce Wayne character, which is why I think in the show they're avoiding making Stephen Grant a wealthy billionaire persona, because that would just be way too similar to Bruce Wayne. Um there's also an identity that I don't think we've seen in promo footage, the taxi driver Jake Lockley. I don't know if he's going to be in the show. They may just keep it a duality thing. Hopefully as by the end. To like, hopefully by the end, we, we meet a ton of different characters who are in there. Uh, like, uh, like the movie Split. Uh, you know, oh that James God. McAvoy movie that also explored dissociative identity disorder. Dude, really good like, movie. James McAvoy went in on that performance, and Oscar Isaac has the has the range to be all sorts of types of people, so for sure. Now, in more recent years of the comics, this condition has really been explored as a more of a mental health disorder, dissociative identity disorder, previously known as multiple personality or split personality disorder, but the, the medical term now is dissociative identity disorder, because it's not like you're being split, it's just like you dissociate from one identity and, and move into the other they actually did a ton of research for this show into how that uh condition really manifests in people who are suffering from it as opposed to like making it a parody or a satire or something played for comedic effect which i think is definitely the right way to go here because it is a real thing and by understanding this uh this phenomenon it actually helps i think people understand all kinds of uh real mental health things other mental health disorders that people are going through uh, because it's something that like people are suffering with it's not like 
the disorder itself is the superpower. It's in addition to the superpower. Right. So imagine someone suffering with that already also got stricken with a superpower. How would that manifest in someone going through that before they ever met the, the supernatural element? Um, and yeah, so that's what the series is going to explore. Uh, I would definitely check out Charlie Houston's run of the Moon Knight comics in 2006, and especially Warren Ellis's run in 2014. That's a run that introduced us to the suited detective version of Moon Knight named Mr. Knight, whose appearance at least appears in the series, though we don't know if that's going to be the Sherlock Holmesian detective persona or really just an extension of Stephen Grant's identity. We'll see. Ethan Hawke is playing the villain of the series named Arthur Harrow, which is interesting because in the comics, Arthur Harrow is really a one-off, obscure villain from the 80s. Uh, Moon Knight right. comics it's just one issue where he plays yeah. like a Nazi scientist um, but in this case Hawk has said that he's basing his version of Arthur Harrow on the cult leader David Koresh and as uh, we've seen in promo footage he's got a tattoo of scales on his arm uh, held in the mouths of uh, the crocodile heads possibly a nod to the Egyptian deity of Amet who's a devourer of the dead. It looks like he has those crocodiles on his staff, as we've seen another promo scene that was released. Um, and uh, it looks like Arthur Harrow, from all this footage, is pursuing Stephen and his ex-partner Layla, who's played by Mae Kalamawi from uh, the Hulu series Rami, also a great show to check out. Um, and uh, the MacGuffin they're chasing is this golden scarab artifact. Now, uh, that is used as some kind of compass, it looks like. Now, in the comics, Moon Knight has often been grouped together with the Midnight Suns, mm. uh, which is a group of warriors who fight all kinds of supernatural threats. The the world of zombies and werewolves and vampires in the MCU. Oh, my. Uh, now... Oh my. Most often this group includes Ghost Rider, as well as Doctor Strange, as well as Morbius, mm. the living vampire. The living vampire But in a different himself. universe. Who knows what universe that movie Jared Leto version is going to be in. Um, but then over the years, other dark antiheroes have rotated into the lineup, including Blade and Punisher. And yes, Moon Knight. Uh, a common antagonist of the Midnight Suns is our man Mephisto. <laughs> um, since, of course, it is from the fires of Mephisto that Ghost Rider is created. Is now, right. in the MCU, it's expected that the Midnight Suns might have a different lineup that's similar to the one Oscar Isaac listed off. There was a post credit scene of Eternals in which we saw Blade meeting Dane Whitman, Black Knight, and that might have been the first step of this Midnight Suns process. It's also worth noting that that scene takes place in the UK, and Stephen Grant, like Dane Whitman, lives in London, also mm. works in a museum. It's not too hard to imagine these two crossing paths. So true. And now we got the Netflix Marvel characters joining the mix, including Charlie Cox Daredevil. It's possible he could join this lineup in the future as well, but really our hope would be that John Bernthal, Frank Castle Punisher, is coming back as well, because I think he's really a better fit for that corner of the oh, world. Oh, yeah. Um, at least Matt Murdock tries to stay within the confines of the law. He's really a lawyer. He's Matt Murdock first, Daredevil second. I think, uh, so that's, uh, not to say he couldn't team up with them or partner with them in some way, defend some of them in court, you know, help them out, get them out of a jam. Um, now Dr. Strange or one of the other sorcerers like Wong, Mordo could advise this team as a mystical authority, maybe not the street warriors joining the fights in the alley as they're like plugging, plugging the, I, I would uh, like to personally see Dr. Voodoo introduce him Doctor Strange 2 and then have him yes. be part of the Midnight Suns because yeah. that'd be dope. Introduce that guy in Multiverse of Madness and then tie him into Midnight Suns. I think we need to have yeah. some true sorcerer in the mix there. Yeah. Um, but that leaves Ghost Rider. Now in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Gabriel Luna awesomely played Robbie Reyes, Ghost oh, yeah. Rider. Fan favorite. Uh, there are theories that Nicolas Cage could return please, as Johnny Blaze Kevin, please. for a cameo in Multiverse of Madness maybe? I, I would don't love know. it. I would love it. Is he pretty it. wild? 
pretty insane. I mean, I loved what both of those actors did. I also wouldn't mind a fresh start with the character. I know there's yeah. some, you know, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans who are like, it must be, it must be Gabriel Luna's version of the character. If he comes back, awesome. If they want to go in a different direction, I'm not yeah, going to Honestly, gonna make, make a Ghost Riders project with all three of them. Yeah. With the uh, Nicolas yeah. Cage, Gabriel Luna, and this new one. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, why not? It's a multiverse now, baby. All of them right? can come back in some way. But either way, no matter which of them comes, Mephisto is coming with them. Yes. Because you don't have Ghost Rider without Mephisto. Exactly. I think this is, I'm getting into total uh, conjecture and speculation just based off of how I think marketing tends to work. But the week after Moon Knight's premiere is going to be the first week of April. We're starting a new financial quarter. New ad budget kicks in. In the past, that's when... Marvel has made some big announcements Those that first or second week of okay. April. That's when I believe we got our very first trailer for Thor Ragnarok back in 2017 was the first week of April. Uh, Marvel celebrates the movie Sizzle Reel came out last oh year, the first week of April. It's already been um, a year so since I think, Sizzle Reel? What the heck? Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's what we're going to see in the first week of April. Hopefully, finally, a trailer for Thor Love and Thunder and some announcements about what these titles are going to be and what they're going to be called. Like, there is an unknown MCU movie that's going to come out October 2023. I think they got to announce it now. This is going to be Blade. And I think leading up to that, it's time to see a Midnight Sun series on Disney Plus that's going to feature yes. characters who are going to be in that. Characters from Multiverse of Madness and from Moon Knight and Werewolf by Night, who this October is going to have his Halloween special, uh, uh, Jack Russell, right? So this is your chance. Werewolf by Night is a, is a common member of the Midnight Suns in the comics as well. And I think their villain, MT, why not Mephisto? It's right? got to be Mephisto. Mephisto, This is, this is the chance... It's, it, this is the title where it makes the most sense for Mephisto to show up. He He's basically the Thanos of the dark side of Marvel. And, like, Mephisto has worked alongside with Thanos in the comics as well. So, like, come on. It's got to be Mephisto. It's got to be. He's the most evil. Yeah, he's the most evil. So what what um, events do you think might bring these two together? Like, I, bas I guess I'm asking, where do Blade and Dane Whitman go from there, from their scene in Eternals? How do they meet? How do they meet uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant? Uh, is it just like at a at a museum uh, a visit or something <laughs> like that? Honestly, I feel like this is all going to tie down to um, artifacts and like Blade going around the MCU looking for artifacts of darkness and trying to, you know, keep people from interacting with these artifacts or people using these artifacts for, for um, evil purposes. So when we see um, Blade interact with the Moon Knight, he's probably going to be like, oh, that thing on your chest? Uh, that little what, crescent? Or like some type of uh, country artifact? Uh, you shouldn't be touching that. And like there's a whole um, universe of artifacts that we need to collect and we need your help collecting all these artifacts. So it's going to be that probably. And then it's going to, and then obviously the Ebony Sword from Eternals, the Darkhold from WandaVision, that's another dark object. And so like in like, the Ten Rings probably, because we know that, Wenwu was in contact with this dark creature in Shang-Chi. So, like, maybe that's another dark artifact. So, it's like, we're going to see this weird, like, um, shield gathering of the mystical, um, dangerous objects, rather. You know, whereas S.H.I.E.L.D. would gather, like, the technology and all the other dangerous stuff. Like, this is like the, the magic shield of, like, all right, let's just keep everything under control. Um, so that's where I'm thinking. But what do you think? No, I think uh, I think that's definitely the right direction here, especially with the dark hold. I think the dark hold is going to be the key to a lot of it, uh, and that's going to be like the central element, the central prop of multiverse of madness. That's going to freak the hell out of every other mystical authority 
uh, in this realm. Uh, and yeah, I think Shang-Chi could tie into that. But specifically in the Moon Knight footage, we've seen this kind of like council of other Egyptian deities and, and their avatars, right? right? Whatever their earthly tethers are, uh, right. that kind of, uh, that, that Mark Spector appears in front of. So I think like that's going to be an important, uh, an important moment that just kind of outlines what the rules of this part of the world are and what the history of this world is. And uh, yeah, I think whatever they decide, uh, whatever gets decided with, with like Mark Spector by the end of the series, uh, I think is going to have important implications for every other mystical warrior who might have some kind of like supernatural, demonic or spiritual uh, connection uh, that includes uh, Black Knight. That includes Wanda Maximoff, Agatha Harkness, potentially. Uh, I think we're going to have an understanding of how uh, how their powers work coming out of this show. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of The Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why The Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Bros. Um, so hopefully it'll begin as like a recruiting mission. And the only the reason you need a recruiting mission is a threat to face. I think that, that threat is going to be clear after Multiverse of Madness. You know who could be actually a surprising uh, member of the Midnight Suns that people don't really talk about? Spider-Man. Um, because like now that we know at the end of uh, No Way Home that this this a primordial dark goo of the symbiote is probably going after Peter Parker, we're going to see a darker Peter Parker that is tied to you know like the the primordial darkness that your your nulls and like all these dark creatures are a part of. So the MCU could very much be setting up Spider Man teaming up with these like other more gritty, darker versions on the Midnight Suns. I think that's entirely possible. Or how about Ned Leeds, my friend? Like, that Yo, guy is a sorcerer, right? Ned Leeds team up! <laughs> he, he picked up the crossbow, right? The Yo. crossbow has got to be fighting some vampires. Like, this is... It's hard because technically Jacob Batalon's Ned Leeds is a Sony property. Sony Studios owns the film rights to this character. We just don't know how far those legal rights go to when it comes to a streaming series. Right. Because we also have Spider-Man freshman year... Right, the streaming rights to these titles are just a little bit different than the movie rights. Could Ned be lended over to a Midnight Sun series? I hope so. I hope so. I, I really do hope so. I really right. do hope that this uh, introduction of MIT at the end of No Way Home is sort of this like sign that like yeah we can we can sneak him into Ironheart. It's, it's fine. It's streaming. It's different than movies. So I would love if the the, the Sony agreement was different there. Yeah. Um, well, we have a lot more we want to talk about with Moon Knight looking ahead. But first, we want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode. Thank you to Sunbasket for sponsoring this episode. Who's ready for easy, amazing eats? Sunbasket delivers healthy meals so you aren't on the hook to shop and cook to hit your health goals. Sunbasket delivers the joy of eating with bold flavors, organic produce, and sustainable seafood and meats. Their award-winning chefs are constantly innovating with new recipes and global tastes to Keep it interesting each week with dozens of options. Stop suffering through sad lunches. Sunbasket has exciting new grain, burrito, and noodle bowls for every day of the week. Try Accio's Citrus Pork, Black Rice Bibimbap, or Sichuan Glass Noodles. Just heat, eat, and love in minutes. And you can put dinner on autopilot with easy-to-prep meal kits that impress for date night or win over the picky eaters in your family. 
Whether you eat vegetarian, paleo, gluten-free, or low-carb slash high-protein, Sunbasket has something to check every box. Set up weekly delivery and skip a week when you need to. It's simple, easy, and you'll love it. Right now, Sunbasket is offering $90 off and a free gift when you order. Go to sunbasket.com slash marvel, enter the promo code marvel at checkout. That's sunbasket.com slash marvel, enter promo code marvel. We also want to thank Peloton for sponsoring this episode. The main way that you stick with an exercise routine is to be excited about it. If you're dreading the boring and mundane exercise routine, you're not going to do it. But Peloton is helping you stay excited to exercise with their awesome app. You don't even need one of their awesome bikes to use this app. It's great for everyone. Peloton is pushing you further with so much new on content, new classes, new music, new ways to keep your workouts fun and motivating. They've got some awesome new boxing classes that look really cool and I'd be excited to try out. You don't even have to have any experience or equipment. You can break a great sweat and get an incredible workout in your bedroom or your basement. It's easier to stick your goals when you keep workouts interesting. Peloton has a workout for every day and every schedule. De-stress from a long day with 30 minutes of strength and 20 minutes of cardio, or do a quick 15-minute total body class before work. Stay motivated while having fun with bike workouts, yoga, meditation, dance cardio, and more. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's O-N-E-P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. And we want to thank Masterclass for sponsoring this episode. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime anywhere and at your own pace. You can learn how to act from Helen Mirren, improve your cooking skills with Gordon Ramsay, or learn poker from Phil Ivey. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. There are some really great classes on Masterclass that we've enjoyed here at New Rockstars. There's a class with former Disney CEO Bob Iger, where he talks about them buying Lucasfilm and Marvel. There are classes from MCU actors Natalie Portman and Samuel L. Jackson. There are so many great classes from writers and filmmakers. You can give yourself a decent film degree, right? there on Masterclass. The classes are easy to digest and well shot. It's not like watching a boring lecture or an ugly Zoom call. They're engaging. They're really fun. I highly recommend you check it out. Get unlimited access to every Masterclass and as an Inside Marvel listener, you get 15% off an annual membership. Go to masterclass.com slash marvel right now. That's masterclass.com slash marvel for 15% off Masterclass. All right, getting back to Moon Knight here. MT, I wanted to talk through some uh, other titles that fans could read or consume non-Marvel titles to better appreciate Moon Knight. Because it's not just going to be your standard run-of-the-mill MCU show or title. It's going to be good to branch out into other influences. Uh, uh, We talked about Split before. Split, which is actually a superhero genre uh, title. Yes. It turns out it's part of M. Night Shyamalan's um, Unbreakable trilogy, uh, but it didn't seem that way at first, and I no. think that's what makes it great. Oh yeah, like when you went into it, it study. was just like a straight up like, oh, this is like a psychological horror type movie. Then at the end, it's like, oh shit, is that Bruce Willis? Is this Unbreakable? My mind was blown. One of my favorite cinematic moments ever. Like, I'll never forget it. I love Split. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, as much as I loved that at the end, I just loved the movie leading up to that, that it just felt like this uh, this well-committed-to, uh, scary, scary story, as Moon Knight seems to be really frightening. Um, May Kalamawi called it Indiana Jones meets Fight Club. And what I loved about that comparison, even though it seems like totally kind of bizarre to yeah, pair those two together, bizarre. both of those titles are really scary. All of Steven Spielberg's Indiana Jones movies have very, very frightening jump scares in them. Uh, And Fight Club is a very haunting, frightening movie. Uh, if you think about it, more like so in that way, yes, uh, yeah, more like more like fright. 
yeah, Indiana Jones, of course, exploring the ancient world, uh, that kind of race to the gold, uh, treasure hunt. Uh, I think that's definitely going to be a big part of Moon Knight. But then Fight Club, also a story about uh, kind of dissociative identities, someone who doesn't understand what happened the night before, having conversations with people that he doesn't remember having uh, or ever meeting before. Um, and I think uh, two titles I want to single out are Christopher Nolan's Memento, Oh my and God, yeah. uh, the FX series from Noah Hawley, Legion, mm. uh, which is a Marvel title, a Marvel mutant title, by the way. Right. Could tie into Multiverse of Madness in some way. But we, Legion yeah, Honestly, totally we could very much see Legion because Legion was a fan favorite show um, that is technically in the Marvel multiverse. So, yeah, for sure. Technically, you can go back to some old videos of New Rockstars where I broke down the first season of Legion back when, like, we didn't even know if the channel was going to exist anymore and we were able to do, like, one video a week. So I, I spent all that all that time just covering Legion. I did episode one, two, and three, and then like the rest of the season. I love, love Legion. A lot of people are like, why don't you do the rest of the series? I'm like, well, this became like a real business, and I kind of had to focus on some bigger titles to keep the lights on. Sorry. But uh, <laughs> but I love that show. I highly recommend yeah. you check it out uh, because like that's the kind of uh, – like I, I don't know if Moon Knight could exist without Legion. You know, like Legion broke new ground in terms of how you could do Marvel titles. Wait, like telling uh, a story, they were like able a, to get a very so heavily cerebral story, like Legion's basically paved yeah. the way for that. So yeah, for sure. I mean, Memento, really, you've got to credit Christopher Nolan back in the early 2000s uh, for breaking new ground and the way these stories are told uh, from point of view. Characters not understanding how they got to where they are in this second, you know? The fact that trailer footage shows Oscar Isaac in the driver's seat suddenly with a gun in his hand, totally bewildered how he got there. I think that's that's totally a memento thing, right? Like oh, for sure. a character who uh, who half of his life he has like uh, memory issues and he cannot he has to like tattoo stuff on himself to remember and he's trying to piece together. It's like a detective scene that he suddenly finds himself in trying to figure out what does this mean and using it to associate things from his past. Uh, like an awesome, this show awesome film. reminds me of an old NBC show that got like canceled super quickly with Christian Slater. I forget the name of it. But it's like, it's him and he, he's like a sleeper agent. He has two personalities in his head. And so like he goes between like a normal dad to a secret agent. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. So like every time I see like a Moon Knight trailer, I'm like, this is like that NBC show with Christian Slater that I can't remember. Well, you mentioned <laughs> Christian Slater. You reminded me of uh, Mr. Robot, which I think Mr. Robot oh, yeah. is another one of these fight club type oh my God, things that's that perfect. like absolutely yeah. watch. Mr. Robot on USA, an amazing Fantastic series show. that totally definitely fits in with what we're going to see in Moon Knight. Uh, fantastic, fantastic series. There is so much from WandaVision that pulled directly from Mr. Robot. There's a whole episode of Mr. Robot that did the kind of early 90s Full House style sitcom intro, which we absolutely saw in WandaVision, you know? So I think uh, all these shows kind of uh, influence each other and uh, tonally, aesthetically, uh, uh, even in terms of the production design. So like, that's why, you know, when people ask like, you know, like, what are your favorite shows to break down? What are your favorite movies to break down? As much as I love breaking down Marvel and Star Wars stuff, these other non-Marvel Star Wars nerd nerd titles are my favorite to break down because that's, like, where the creators truly feel the, the most freedom and flexibility to, uh, to go into weird places and not have this weird random forced-in cameo or awkward dialogue to fit it into the continuity of the MCU, and it leads to weird deleted scenes. It leads, leads to, like, some of the worst moments in The Falcon, the Winter Soldier. A title that I overall really, really liked. I don't want to feel like I'm hating on that title too much, but, like, 
there's so much of that show that had to be like edited down and and stuff had to be taken out of it and reordered just to kind of fit it into the MCU. And I think there was a better version of that show in there that didn't have to connect so much to the MCU, you know, into that world logic. Um, anyway, uh, so that's why I, I love like the opportunity to break down stuff that uh, doesn't have Marvel Studios in front of it, just to, to have something different and just to show what other great filmmakers out there are doing that uh, doesn't have to fit into Kevin Feige's vision, you know, or whatever it is. Um, as much as I love Kevin Feige's vision and I will watch anything that he it's puts a great his vision, uh, Kevin Feige PGA title at the end of, <laughs> <by> <laughs> the um, I love it all. I love it all. Yes. I just love a mix of all kinds of stuff to break down. Anyway, um, one also, other thing. That show was called doing, My Own oh, Mo- Worst Enemy, by the way. My Own Worst Enemy on oh, NBC. yes. We figured it Canceled. out. Canceled. We got there. We got there. <laughs> um, if we're doing some required reading in addition to the Moon Knight comic uh, titles that we mentioned earlier, uh, if you like reading about Egyptian mythology, definitely check out Geraldine Pinch's Egyptian Mythology, A Guide to the Gods, Goddesses, and Traditions of Ancient Egypt. Uh Definitely great required reading, I would recommend. In high school, I read Edith Hamilton's Mythology, uh, which is a fantastic exploration of Greek and Roman mythology and Norse mythology. But uh, for to really explore Egyptian mythology, definitely check out Geraldine Pinch's work. It will kind of give you a, a nice index of some of the names of gods and goddesses and uh, imagery that gets introduced in this Moon Knight series. Let's wrap up today with just some predictions for what we might see, that we okay. can grade ourselves a little scorecard at the end of the series, MT, <laughs> uh, uh, six weeks from now. Are you ready for this? Yes, let's go. All right, uh, let's, let's predict which of Mark's identities will be dominant by the end of the mm. series. Who's gonna be in the driver's seat of Oscar Isaac's body uh, by the end of the series. I honestly feel like it's going to be a perfect mix of both Mark and Steven. Um, I think that it's going to be, I think that the show is going to purposely um, establish a theme of balance and like trying to get these two to like start talking to each other and start being um, working together. And so like it's it sort of ha- ha- having Mark slash Steven um, be able to cope with their, you know, their DID and like, you know, basically show that like his DID doesn't, doesn't make him weaker or doesn't make him like any less of a hero. It actually helps him. And so like, I think that um, maybe at the end of the day, probably Steven, if anything, if I had to choose one um, Steven, because like, you know, he seems like the, the, the point of view character that we were going to be starting off with for the show. Um, so I think that we would probably want to, and like, he seems like a bit of an underdog as well. So like everyone likes to see an underdog story go c- come to fruition, and since that Stephen Grant is a, a millionaire in the comics, maybe we're going to see his slow rise to becoming a, a millionaire throughout this show. So I think that you know Stephen Grant, if anything, if I had to choose Stephen Grant, but what do you think? Um, yeah, I think you're right. There may be some the way Avengers Endgame ended with like uh, Peter Quill and Thor, kind of like both of them in this sort of peace agreement of who's really going to be the captain, but also we don't really know who the captain is. Also, it doesn't really matter. I think we might see a version of that between the identities uh, within Oscar Isaac's mind. I think it'd be interesting if they wanted to have like a post-credit tease, just have some unknown inner entity takeover, some other new identity that we don't know yet. Uh, And just like the final tag of this season could be like, there's this new character coming about. We don't know who they are yet, but we're going to meet them in season two. Oh shit, two here comes Sean. What's going on? I'm the black personality <laughs> of Moon <laughs> I Le don't Sean. know if I'd want to see that from Oscar Isaac. Just, oh man, an entire six episode season. Amazing. And then that. 
That's what we do before the credits. Just he just man. goes full oh, Kirk Lazarus. Whoa. <laughs> Tropic Thunder Whoa. Kirk Lazarus. Oh my god. That would be terrible. <laughs> Woo! Never go full Kirk Lazarus, everybody. <laughs> just uh just he pulls a Tyler Perry at the end. Just does a just really tries to get himself canceled. Just, just the worst possible choice. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Why are you doing this, Mark? Why are you going this far with it? I thought this is what you wanted from me. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. That's so funny. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Boy, I hope not. I hope maybe just Jake. Maybe just Jake lost. Yeah, maybe just Jake at the end of the day. Here's a question. Do you think one of the identities uh, within his subconscious might die? Or get oh. uh, paralyzed or subdued or That's uh, in some way, you know? Do you think they'll be uh, removed from his mind? That is a crazy idea. And I love it. And I would love to see what the implications of that would be. And, like, how does he grieve over the loss of one of his identities if they die? Like, that's so interesting. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, I would... Yeah. I would love to see, I, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm going to say, yeah, that that does happen to at least one of his identities. And like, maybe he, he discovers an identity from the past that already died. It's like, oh, shit, he's he's dead. And like, I oh. didn't really remember him. So that, that's a really good idea. Just like a like a, a headstone or, a, or, you know, or some kind of grave in his, yeah. in his mind palace. That like, would be crazy. That's so dark. Oh my That's god, so that wild. Be so cool. Another prediction we should ask about. Do you think Moon Knight will reference the blip in some mm. way? You know? I mean it has to. I feel like, you know, given this point I of think, in yeah. this MCU, like phase four, the blip is just too big of a, a thing that happened. Like I honestly feel like there's gonna be a blip and a Tiamat reference because of uh, after Eternal. So yeah, for sure. Oh. That yeah, so I don't think we'll see a, a Tiamat reference. I just think I think every Marvel title is like, I don't know how to address that. I, I'm just going to leave it in the Indian Ocean. And that's why we're on this part of the world. We're, we're just not It'll anywhere really near cool. that part of the Indian Ocean. Like, it would be really cool if, like, because in Eternals, we see that Makari has a ton of Egyptian artifacts. Like, it'd be cool if Makari yeah. was like, here you go. <laughs> here you go, Mark. Yep. <laughs> Take all this stuff. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned Makari. Do we think we're going to see a major MCU cameo in this show? Something on the level of uh, of Don Cheadle as War Machine showing up in Falcon Winter Soldier, or Yelena Belova showing up in Hawkeye? Uh, are we going to, or or even um, uh, what's her face, uh, Lady Sif showing up in Loki? Are we going to get a cameo of some other MCU character here? I think that there's either three choices here. I th- we think we're either going to get Werewolf by Night because Werewolf by Night, we know that that show is coming and that. Um, the Werewolf by Night has very close ties to Moon Knight in terms of his origins and all that. Um, we're de- definitely Blade is a huge um, possibility with the ending of Eternals. And obviously, again, with the ending of Eternals, Black Knight. Because like you said, um, Dane Whitman is based in London or in, based in England. And like this character is also based in England. So it's a huge chance for, for that to happen. But what, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think if it is one of them, it's going to be uh, it's Dane Whitman or it's going to be... Uh, Mahershala or something like that. One of those two to to tie in. Uh, but I think, man, if they do, it, it'd have to be like post credit scene, like at the end, at the end of the the end of the season. Um, but I'm not, I'm not uh, getting my hopes up. Like I think this story might just be its own thing, and then uh, and then mm. Moon Knight shows up in the still the MCU, the bro. Who knows? Halloween special. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, now we got to ask: Is Mephisto showing up in this show? Is he going to get Ooh. referenced in this mm -hmm. show? You know what? I would love if there was some type of like um, a god that was representative of Mephisto that, like, you know, the Egyptians called a different name that they bring up in the show. It's like, oh, this is this other god, but it's secretly Mephisto. I would love that as a, like a little um, Easter egg. But like, I don't think this show will see Mephisto, but. I think that's more of like a, a Doctor Strange multiverse of madness type deal. Uh, but I think it's a there's a good chance that we might, considering the subject. But what do you think? Do you think we'll see Mephisto? No, I, I don't think we're going <laughs> to see Mephisto in the show. Just because, like, you know, Marvel, I think, is doing a weird thing now where in their marketing, they keep showing characters with devil horns. And I think they really are just with me at this point like honestly i, I honestly think that they keep they put this shit in trailers which is a marketing uh -huh. choice and mm -hmm. i think they do that strategically because they know new rock to stars is out there the and they know other other channels are out there they're gonna make a whole meal out of it when of course we know going into no way home mephisto was not even though as as close to no way home's plot was to one more day uh, mephisto's story like we know that Mephisto's not going to show up in No Way Home. Yeah. We know Mephisto's not going to show up in Miss Marvel. I think they're just straight up f***ing with me, <laughs> so that people will make these memes on Twitter and their and their YouTube trailers will get more views. Like it's a it's it's totally a meme a at this point, man. It's, it's a meme. You made a meme, and it doesn't matter if I say in this what is it minute thirty five of an episode of Inside Marvel before Moon Knight saying that I don't think Mephisto's going to show up in Moon Knight. Everyone on Twitter and on Reddit says that Eric Voss is Mr. Mephisto and has been saying for months that Mephisto's going to show up in Moon Knight. No, I don't think he will be, but you guys are going to say that I thought that Dude, anyway. The so day that cares? Mephisto comes to the MCU, you're going to be so vindicated. It's going to be the greatest day of all time. <laughs> I, I don't even know how I'm going to feel at this point because my <laughs> heart of hearts is that he already exists in this world. He's, and yeah, he's just in he's the shadows friend. and he's waiting so when I see him, I don't think I'm gonna be like shocked or lose my mind. I'm just gonna be like, oh. <laughs> Finally, where were you? <laughs> I think that's all I'm gonna do. Like, I don't, I think people, uh, there's all this like uh, cult of Mephisto around me online. And I, I think it is hilarious <laughs> that I've just become synonymous with Mephisto. But it's like, it's not like something I wake up with a huge chub every day for Mephisto. <laughs> Um, even though you guys think that's the case. The old Mephisto uh, chub. Go the on, go on. Tag me in your memes. I don't care. I don't care. Hey, whatever gets my name out there. I mean, exactly. I got people like, I got people who meet me uh, in, in the real world who are like, so Mephisto, huh? And I'm like, you really think that's what drives me every day? Seriously, what drives me so is the opportunity to so finish my job Satan, and then play eh? my wingspan at board game on my, on my iPad. That's, that's what I do. I like playing bird board games. That's my world. Like, I like playing bird board did games. Did you ever think? Uh, going like, on dates with my fiance and planning our wedding and then walking our dog. That's my world. Uh, exploring the city of San Francisco. I don't think about Mephisto that often. Do you ever think that 15 years ago, the people would just walk up to you while you're taking a walk with your wife or your fiance and just be like, oh, hey, Satan, right? Pretty cool, right? Satan, he's the best. That's so no, <laughs> and I didn't even think that like a year and a half ago when I was like actively a producer and host at New Rockstars did not think that <laughs> Mephisto would become my world. But just by making a couple predictions while we were covering WandaVision, WandaVision being as big of an event as it was, 
Like, even since then, every Marvel Disney Plus title, I have said, no, I don't think Mephisto's in this one. Bro, no, I, I get Mephisto tweets too. <laughs> like, bro, it wasn't even me. It's bigger than you and I, it's bigger than you and me, MT. This is just something, and I love Mephisto. it. Hey, I'm, you know, whatever. It's fine. I love a good meme. It's however people, whatever gives people joy. Exactly. I'm in favor of that. It's It's wholesome. <laughs> Who would have wholesome thought fun. that uh, people praying for the devil's return <laughs> would be so wholesome? Who would thought Isn't that wonderful? Be awesome. 2022, Isn't that everybody? wonderful? <laughs> well, I cannot wait for Moon Knight, Mephisto or no Mephisto. Hopefully no Mephisto. Because Moon Knight's an interesting enough character. And his world is interesting enough to explore. We don't yes. get the devil in it yet. Hanshu uh, is Moon Fisto. He's already there. He's watching it all. Mephisto's watching already everything. watching it all. He doesn't need he doesn't need screen time. He's good. <laughs> He's good. Anyway, well that's it for this episode of Inside Marvel. We're gonna be back next Wednesday with our reaction to episode one of Moon Knight. We're so excited. And then the breakdown's gonna come out. I think we'll be able to get it out later that day. We'll see. Uh, you can follow me at EA Voss, follow MT at Mastertainment, follow new rock stars, subscribe to Inside Marvel wherever you get your uh, podcasts or watch all of our videos and make sure go to epichero.shop.com get your hands on one of these hoodies and uh and definitely jump on those shirts when they come out you're going to mm. love them we'll see you next week everybody bye bye love you guys bye